0: was not in church (laughs) you know I love telling that story because it's true you know and I thank God that he met me there because had he not I'm not sure I'd be here or y'all not hearing me I I had some stuff going on that day but God met me right where I was at and uh so as we get into preparing and we want to invite you out to our Easter service uh next week at our new location 1101 Delaware Street we are so excited after 17 years of being in this place we're getting ready to go to a new place where God is going to meet us and uh, one of the things that's important I'm going to share that so because I believe this year has been a reset somebody say reset and with a reset God has done some things about reviving us Refreshing us to reconnect so that we can be restored. Somebody shout hallelujah. Do you know that we serve a re God? Oh, y'all didn't read your Bibles. You got to read your Bible. He did it once before and he had to do it all over again because of you and I. His love was so intact, His love is so great. Although we messed up, He put a plan in place. So you and I could be restored. Yeah, he knew on this Palm Sunday where he was going. He knew what waited for him on the other end. It wasn't a secret because he's God. He understood that there was an enemy waiting for him and there was a place he had to go, there was a time that he had to experience. And as he did this, he's in place for you and I so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. So thank God for a great reset. Amen. So I want you, if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. All of you that are watching by Faith Life TV, Ruku TV. YouTube and Facebook Live. Get your Bibles out. We're going to have church right at your house today. Amen. We got a word from the Lord. Finding God in some strange places. Amen. Unexpected places. Glory to God. Finding Jesus. Glory to God. So I want you to go in John chapter 21. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit of it. And then we'll go from there. Amen. It says, uh, starting at verse 1, Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples by the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, uh, Nathaniel, uh, and Zebedee. And Simon Peter said, let us go fishing. I, I-, I want to tell you that sometimes... We give up too soon. This is a perfect example because uh, in this story, in chapter 21, we see the disciples in a place where God uh, has already gone on. This is after the crucifixion. And I know this is Palm Sunday, but I want to share with you uh, what happened because this story has already occurred. Amen. And uh, I think it's important for the people of God to know where Uh, God is and that God can meet them. In other words wherever they are is where he can be. Because in this part of the story there are seven disciples and uh, I was a little confused because I thought there were 12. And story be told or truth be told it was 12 but 12 wasn't there that day. So five stood missing out On where God's going to show up at. so But the numbers are important because the number 12 means foundation. And then the number 7 means complete. Right? But this is also the third appearance. And the number 3 means divine. So I believe something's going on, at least from the numerical standpoint, God is doing something, saying something, and he's laying some foundation for us, Sister Debbie, and putting some things in place, because he started with 12, which is foundation. He happens to be speaking to seven, which is complete, and this is the third time that he's doing it. so I believe this appearance is a divine appearance, Amen? So in that, as I'm studying this, and I look at it, and I'm seeing here, I, I want you to understand that he, he's, he's at the, su- the Sea of Galilee. And uh, in, in verse uh, 4, it says, At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. Beside the disciples couldn't see who it was. And he called out, Fellas, have you caught any fishes? Hmm. ought to help somebody because these guys had said they were going fishing how many of us go doing what we always do or what we always did and don't catch nothing or let me say what we do is not productive and doesn't produce the answers that we're looking for so the disciples went fishing y'all gonna get this in a minute Amen. They went fishing and they were well acquainted with fishing because they were fishermen three years ago before Jesus met them. And they understood how to fish. How many of us know how to do some stuff? See, I'm going to tell you something. You got to be careful not to be dependent upon your stuff or what you know. Because, see, I found out I could do a whole lot of stuff, right? But I can't depend on me doing that stuff to make it where God wants to take me. Oh, I need to know God. I need to meet him in a place where he's with me. Amen. So they tell the Bible says that Jesus is on the shoreline. And uh, this is the third time he appears to, to, to the disciples. And he says, fellas, have you caught something? And, and they say no. They holler back. But they can't tell who it was. They were a little too far off to tell who it was. And they didn't recognize his voice. Not least, and not initially. And he makes a statement, and it's a little further in this. He says to the disciples, he says, uh, y'all didn't catch anything on that. He says, take your net and throw it on the right side. Now, you got to remember something. That's a very difficult thing to tell people who know what they're doing, who, who have a, an expertise at it. They don't like to listen to nobody else. Oh." I must be talking to the wrong. Let me come over here. You know, when you know what to do and know how to do it, you don't want nobody to tell you how to do it. Am I right about it? So he hollers and says, and they say, hold it. He ain't out here on no boat. He don't know the condition of the water. How are he going to tell us to draw it on the right side? But for whatever reason, they didn't complain. They didn't even know who he was, and they obeyed him and threw it on the right side. Oh, y'all know what happened after that. They caught a bumper crop. They had more fish than they had ever caught before at one time. In fact, theoretically, the net should have broke because they had a a net breaking uh, load of fish that had had been caught, yet the net held up. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, y'all not hearing me because when God says go fishing for something, no matter how big the load, it will be able to carry it it will be able to contain it. It will be able to support it. And so they, they now, but now all of a sudden, the Bible says they never named his name, by the way, and he was there, John, the son of Zebedee. They mentioned him, right? They mentioned the son, who he was. But John was also mentioned as the one who loved, that Jesus loved. So they mention now that the one who loved him is the one that hollers out, That's Jesus. He recognizes that it's Jesus on the sideline. Now, I'm going to tell you sometimes, I'm glad somebody recognized him, but we need everybody to recognize him. But somebody did recognize him, and the response of the others is what's important because Peter hears that it's Jesus. Now, y'all remember Peter is uh, uh, still embarrassed. Peter is still in shame because he denied the Lord three times. Peter is struggling with who he is. Peter is struggling with his purpose, his identity. Oh, I must be talking to somebody. He's struggling with all of who God's called him to be because he missed it. Oh, uh, just like many of us. We've all missed it and fall short of the glory of God. So I want to encourage you this morning. Just because you missed it doesn't mean you can't make it. Somebody shout hallelujah. So, in other words, I want to get you ready because Peter missed it before, but Peter getting ready to get it right now. Uh, the Bible says, uh, and in some Bibles, you've got to get it confused because it says he got naked. Uh, but what happened was he had already had changes, his, took his clothes off, and he put his cloak on is what he really did. And he jumped in the water and swam to the shore. Without waiting for the boat to get there. In other words, he didn't need no boat to get him where he needed to go. Because where Jesus was, he wanted to be. And I thought of that song, where I am, that's where I want to be. Glory to God. You know, where he is, is where I want to be. The worship team knows what I'm talking about. That, that's the, so I thought, that's where I want to be, where Jesus is. So Jesus is on the shoreline. Guess what? Cooking breakfast. He got the fire going. He got, I'm just imagining in my mind, he's got some potatoes, uh, some eggs, and and then he needed some fish. Okay. He might have had some grits there to stop. But uh, he needed, he said, and he already had, thank you, Lord. If we read the scripture, he had fish, which is an indication he didn't need nothing from them. Oh, y'all, I want to help you. You got to pay attention to the scriptures mean something. That because he had everything there and he's Jesus, he wants you to know whatever your need is, he has the ability to already provide it. I'm talking about real food was on on the shoreline being cooked. This wasn't spiritual food. Uh, although he's, got, he's full of spirit, spiritual uh, nourishment, he was cooking some real food because they had been out fishing all night. Oh, that's going to help you. So many of y'all, he know your needs, and he wants your need met so you can hear what he's saying. Because you've got so much attention being focused on your need, you can't get to hear what he's trying to say so you can do where he wants you to go and be where he wants you to be. So he's willing to meet the need First. And so he had fish, and he had all the breakfast prepared for him, and he tells them uh, as they now, the rest of the guys are dragging the net in. Now, I try to figure why this was significant, and uh, I'm not quite clear on it. There's, there's, there's quite a few theories uh, that have been brought up by theologians and biblical students on this. Uh, he tells them to count the fish. How many fish did you, ca- did you catch? Well... The scriptures record 153 fish. I do need y'all to know something. He has told us to be fishers of men. Y'all going to get this in a minute. So this is Pastor Ray, Dr. Ray's belief on this, is that there are 153 different nationalities or cultures And that that exists in the world that we had known of at that time. And because of that, God said, I want you to be fishers of men. This also will prove the point. God never only came for one group of people. But he came for everybody. Because he mentions to the disciples who he began the kingdom work with, is that count your fish. And they give him the number of 153. <laughs> I I don't believe God just does things just because. I don't think he does things by just coincidence or accident. I think everything he does is intentional. That's my belief. Okay. So out of that. Let me get here. So I want you to. Let's, let's go into the story. Imagine the scene depicted here in John 21. Six men are out. And, and seven out fishing all night on the Sea of Galilee. And this is their domain where they had made their living for many years before the dramatic event of three years earlier pulled them away and set them on a journey with a young rabbi who claimed to be the Messiah. After following him to a brutal death on the cross, they had experienced two times his resurrection form, but they had no idea what to do with this radical revelation of the power of God. So confused and directless, they go back to doing what they've always done. So in other words, without proper direction and without a word from God, the the, 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 the most logical thing that happens to most people is do what they've always done and what they're comfortable with. (laughs) So the danger in being comfortable with something is it can take you back to a place God has no intentions for you to be. I'm going to show you all in the scriptures. So watch this. So when I heard this year, great reset, and he opened up the door for us, uh, for the school to move into a new location. I also sat there that had no intentions of moving the church. And as I'm sitting in the room, he said, it's the reset. Move it all. I said, the church too? He said, move it all. I said, the church too? He said, what does it all mean? And I said, okay, Lord. And and I got a little nervous, and I came back, and I told people, the church is moving too. Somebody said, now, this is less than uh, a month and a half ago. Uh, Then somebody said, well, are you moving too fast? I said, I don't think so. I think I'm moving at the speed of God, whatever that is. In other words, if he said it, I'm going to do it. And I'm not waiting. So next week, Easter Sunday, we'll be in a new location, but I thank God for that. And uh, yes, this church is going to, uh, my intention is for it to remain a church, but it won't be our church. I hope this is somebody else's church. Uh, that can utilize it and spread the word and the gospel and also have a school and do those things. But that's all important because, uh, and one of the things, I thank God in this community where we exist, uh, people, a few of the people from the community came to me and they said, we see the sign, what's going to become of the building? I said, well, it's my hopes that it'll be exactly what it already is. They said, well, praise God and thank you for that. They said, we really want it to stay what it is because you guys have done a great job of doing what you do. That's important, because if nobody in your community misses you, my question is, I wonder if they even know you're there. Do you recognize, have you done anything to make a difference? But I'm talking about finding God in some unexpected places. So let's continue to go here. Amen. Look at this. Look. They were fishing. Jesus tells them that they fished all night and caught nothing. Can we imagine that you sat outside the lake, looked around, and so many memories come back to them. And they remember where they were on the lake when they saw Jesus walking to them on the water. They recalled another place where the storm almost swamped them on the boat before the word Jesus calmed the winds and the waves. Then they looked at the shore and they remembered the miracle there of the 5,000 men that he fed and gathered in their families with two loaves and five fishes. And then they saw the hillside where it stood, and they taught people of the meekness. He said, where he taught, you know, about the meekness will inherit the earth. They could see the temple and Capernaum, and on the other direction across from them, They heard the pigs that were filled with the evil spirit and ran into the sea. In other words, they're remembering all of what he's already done. They're seeing the hand of God, how it's already taken place. And they recalled how many times Jesus has sat right here on their boat and taught them about coming to the kingdom of God. In other words, they're going through a memory time. I don't know about you, but um, I actually... Uh, I have to be careful uh, in my life because I I can listen. If I'm listening to the radio and if there's a song, somebody will get this. There's a song that will come up from the past. And uh, that song will take me back to some places I'm glad I'm not there no more. But uh, it has a tendency to take you back, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I guess I'm, I'm the only one. Let me say, So you were saved all your life, but all of you, not, there's some certain things and scenes that will b- bring you back to a remembrance of what was. But I thank God for what is. Oh, I thank God for the now. Y'all not hear me. Now is the most important time. And so, but uh, there's a tendency, because I got a mind. Y'all know, oh, let me help y'all here. Some of y'all got minds that are like eight tracks. That, you know, that's a real long time ago. And then some of y'all got minds like a cassette, all right? And then some of y'all got minds like a CD. And then some got minds with MP3, right? And then it just keeps going on. But all of them are data storages. All of them contain information, amen? But sometimes you got to get rid of that uh, CD, that uh, MP3. You know, I, I got boxed them up. glory to god (laughs) gotta gotta get gotta get rid of that stuff but uh they recalled many times that what he had done in the boat and he taught them uh, coming to the kingdom of god all these memories were so vivid and yet they were back on the boat wondering what to do next this is my 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 biggest issue that i have with the people of god in the kingdom of god is that Most of us here got a testimony. In fact, all of us have one. We know what God delivered us out of. I know I'm right about it. Y'all remember where you were and that you couldn't figure this out or fix it, but yet you made that statement, if you'll get me out of this one. I promise not to go back no more. Uh, You said that. I heard you. (laughs) He heard you glory to God. And and in that process, you know, but we have a tendency of forgetting because everything seems to be going all right. And yet we know of all the miracles he's happened, and yet now they're reminiscing and thinking he's not here. And they never got, they understood that what he was trying to say about this power that he had to go and he was going to invest some power into them that they would have the ability to do what he had done or y'all get y'all didn't get this because this is where this is going in other words you got to get ready because of what the power that god has invested in us that we're going to do but we have to understand that he's already done it and he's releasing it so be done in us all right so follow the process because it's, it's been released. In other words, I, I put it in you, but now you must do what I've already done. Amen? And so in that, he, we see here, listen, he said, uh, He said, um, in this context, their vocation is received, they received their answer. Morning had come, and they hear the voice shouting from the beach. Don't recognize the person, but he instructs them to throw their net on the other th- uh, no their throw their net one more time for some reason without question they obey when the net strained under a miraculous load of fish they were told and John turns to Peter and shouting it's the Lord without hesitation Peter ties on his outer garment and jumps into the water this prospect of being in the presence of Jesus was so compelling that his net was full of fish and couldn't hold them back ah What do we learn from this encounter? There were the third one between the resurrection of Christ and his followers. So let me possess or point out that the three important teachings for us today. First, number one, Jesus entered into the life of the disciples in the midst of their vocation. Y'all not hearing me. Jesus will enter into your life and can in the midst of your vocation. In other words, he could show up at your job or your mess. In my case, my vocation was my mess. <laughs> and he met me there that day. Hello, somebody. And in the process of that, he could meet you in your vocation. And so let me go a little further. And so... uh He honored their work by using it as a vehicle to reveal himself in his glory. Rather than rebuking them for fishing when they should have been preparing to proclaim the truth of the resurrection. So some of us will get this in a minute. He's not rebuking us because we do and go to work. But some of us spend more time going to work, but we don't have no time to talk about Jesus. We're not willing to proclaim what it is he's saying to do. And so rather than rebuking them and fishing, he should prepare them to proclaim the truth of the resurrection. Jesus acknowledges their vocation and using it as a way back to him. In what way may Jesus be revealing himself in you and in and through your work? That's a question. God created us to work. All the way back in Genesis chapter 2, we understand that they were created to put in the hands and to plow and to engage in meaningful vocation. Here, Jesus uses very vocation for his own glory. We do when we look at and to find God in other places. And so, you know, we always think that I can only meet God at church. I want to tell you that's not the only place God is. My God happens to be the creator of heaven and earth, which means everything in it. In other words, he could meet you wherever you are, at the grocery store, in the bathroom, in the shower, on the beach, on vacation. (laughs) Expect him to show up to reveal himself to us right in the midst of your daily occupation. So that's that's the first thing I want to do is talk about preparing yourself that I can meet God wherever I am. Secondly, secondly, God's abundant provision immediately brought to recognition when he indeed is the one who provided. The disciples do not pat themselves on the back to take the credit for the great fishing skill. In other words, they were out all night and caught nothing. And Jesus says to them, throw the net on the right side. After being out there all night, by the way, they were on, the sun is coming up, so they were on their way in. Mm. Oh, guess what the Holy Spirit just shared? I just got this one. Listen, they were expecting to catch something in the dark. But they didn't catch nothing until there was light. The sun showed up. No, I, y'all didn't hear me. It was not the S-U-N, but it was the S-O-N that showed up. And when the sun showed up, glory to God, then they had a boatload net breaking. Oh, mm. I I, got to finish this. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Listen, they, 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 they they ready to, they, 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 don't even know what to do with themselves as I don't right now. The Lord is just, I'm excited about what he's done and what he's doing. So they abundantly provision is met and immediately they recognize the hand of God in their work. And John's proclamation is that the Lord, it's the Lord, which was an appropriate response for such a demonstration of God's faithful provision. Of course, they had seen this before in the beginning of their journey with Jesus. Now, before his ascension, Jesus uses the same miracle to reveal his glory. And once again, he calls them to him, how about us in our work? When God provides in an abundant way, it is immediately response and a point to the shore and cry out, it's the Lord. I've been saying that for a while now. I shared with the congregation, you will not find me where I was. I'm going to be somewhere else. Well, I have to tell you, I thank God for him providing a vehicle for me to get in, to get to where I'm going. And so there's some people, uh, you know, just questioning uh, how we got to some place. yeah so you know this building is up for sale and again I'm going to share this and I hope they're watching but the I call these people praise builders because they're people that are involved in the church they deal with church ministries helping them with restoration selling churches reconstruction of different rooms to do different things within the church they're supposed to understand church but I heard the guy say Somebody said, I heard. I heard heard the realtor say to the people that were looking at buying the building, uh, they got this building. It's a huge building, and it's a big building, and uh, he wants this price for this, but I don't know how he got the building. And, boy, I wasn't in a position to talk to him, but I wanted to say to him, could it just be God? could it be? But I don't even think it's his place to try to determine where I got something. But I found that it must be, uh, for some reason, he's struggling a little bit. For some reason, he's struggling a little bit that we got another building. And we're willing to sell this building. And, uh, you know, he wants me to prove this and to prove that. And uh, the, the people, you know, was looking at it. And I am thinking, uh, you know, their idea was how much they can make from the school. And the school will be able to produce something with the child care if they do it right. But if that's your reason, uh, you're going to have to take that up with your God. Because I don't know about that. That's not why I came with my God. Um, but with our God, I came because we were going to have church a school and other things and that's what we've always done right but I was and I said that I started thinking you know some people will question who you are and who your God is but you have to be certain and you have to be certain you got to know that you know that you know who your God is in other words no matter what they say no matter what they do you can't be moved And I'm tired the church can no longer bow. And I want to give you all proof that this has been a great reset. Because two years ago on March 11th, everyone was notified that COVID is in our world and we're shutting everything down. I need you all to know it didn't say this kind of people will not be affected. It didn't say that kind of people won't be affected. It said everybody is going to be affected. In other words, God leveled the playing field. <laughs> That's why I call it the great reset. And the church was supposed to open their mouth because we seen trouble before. We were not supposed to be just murmuring and complaining. We were supposed to say that the king came to talk about the kingdom. And in the kingdom, there may be some trouble. But our God is great. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. In other words, he can do what he said he can do. And he can be who he said he can be. I'm talking about the king. I'm talking about our God. Mm. Can meet you. In some unexpected places. So he showed up at their job. (laughs) He might show up at your job. Are you ready? Are you ready? (laughs) Oh, come on, somebody. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right there. Uh, I'm I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I got more. Let me share. I'm I'm so I'm just elated with God. And I'm saying, I discovered. That it's about our relationship. It's about our faith in what he's already said. And the reason I've discovered that is I cried many a times. Oh, I'm not ashamed to tell y'all. Oh, I cried over some stuff. I cried over some people. I cried over some actions. I cried over some events. And nothing changed. Y'all not hearing me. I believe he heard my cries. But more than that, and he said, son, I hear what you're crying about. But it was when I started to operate in faith. It was when I started to believe his word on what he said. And when I started acting, and by the way, so faith without works is dead. So you can't just talk it. You got to walk it. So in other words, I was walking with God. When everybody else was going the other way, I was going the opposite direction with God. They looking at me and they said, "He's crazy. He's walking into trouble when we running away from it." And uh, you all not hear me. This is the this is how faith operates. My God, the salmon are proof of it. If they don't swim upstream against the current to get to where they need to go, and it's a lot of hard work when you got to swim against the current. But it is where they must meet in order to spawn or they will die. But by faith, I moved on the things that God said. And what happened is uh, God started to move. And I started to see how he moved. And I started saying, thank you, God. I was appreciative. And then I started saying, God, uh, I declare and thank you for your favor if you show me. He said, uh, favor is due to my children who operate in faith. And I said, okay, I get it. I heard what you said even when it didn't look like it. So spent some years walking in the opposite direction. (laughs) But I want to tell you when you heard the voice of God and when God has met you in the place where you are. Whatever he says to do and be, you must do and be and it will come to pass. I'm encouraging you because there's too many people who don't trust and believe Jesus. Jesus is the reason. So Easter and Palm Sunday, as we are in this Holy Week, is not about no bunnies and eggs. This is about a God that went to the cross on you and I behalf. In other words, by him going to the cross, he's taking on the sins of the world. And so the stuff where you and I missed it, we can now make it because of what he did. I'm going to try to finish this, so listen. So when we see here, Jesus uses those miracles, the same one. God provided abundantly and immediately responds to the point of shore. They cried out, Lord, does this immediate means the glory for all the ways in which he provided for you every day and for us? We look for his provision in our work and in the ways and reveal an ongoing love. And care for the provision of the needs. The problem is we always look for something to be big and great. We can't just the fact that I woke up this morning. I'm in love with God. Y'all not hearing me. We got to stop equating the little things that we have forgotten about to just thank him for that. And I said, so you'll find God in some strange places. But you, you can meet him, uh, I, I thank God, uh, I can fall down at, at, the, at, right under the, at my bed and worship him. I can go in my closet and worship him. Wherever you are, and so he can meet you in those places. Because he's been a great God and providing a way when there was no way. Right? So listen, finally, finally, finally. Peter jumps into the water, swimming to Jesus. The prospect of being, once again, the the presence of his master. Some talk about being in the presence of God. Was overpowering him that he left everything behind. Oh, you all to get that. Are you willing to leave stuff behind to go where God is? I heard his voice and I believed his voice. So I was going to do what he said to do. He said, leave some stuff. He said, go ahead and move on. Y'all know y'all sitting in some different chairs, right? Because I wanted to make whoever comes in here going to have chairs. They can start today. I took the other chairs, but I left some chairs. And there's some things that I intend to leave. But we're moving on because the most important thing is that the people, The children of God. The people of God. Y'all got to get this thing. I'm going to keep on doing this till we get it. As we get it, we're going to get what God has for us as we move into the place where he is. Now, let me show you all about how great our God is. Because, see, this thing is about revive, refresh, reconnect, and to restore us. Right? But for us, we got to move. For somebody else, they got to move here. Y'all get it? It's a transition for us believing God and trusting him where he's taking us. See, somebody else may be in another place and they need to get here. This doesn't make us better than anybody else. It's just a different step or a different stage. Let me say that. <laughs> just a different stage in our in our ministry, in our lives for where we need to meet God at. But we have to be willing to go. And are we willing to leave some stuff behind like Peter did? He wasn't worried. Now, his whole, he was out there all night because he wanted, now you remember, he was the one that recommended we go fishing. And now he's willing to leave the fish for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of y'all willing to leave some stuff for God? I want you to get that in your heart and get your spirit, because this Palm Sunday, I want you to know that God wants to meet you right where you are, whether that be your vocation, and you may have retired, so he's going to meet you at your home. He will meet you at the supermarket. He want to meet you at church. He can. He can meet you wherever he desires, because he's God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we'll open our hearts and open our minds to be able to receive and be passionate about his presence and then start letting the abiding in him to our highest calling to allow all the distractions that draw us away from the opportunity to be in his presence. Oh, my goodness. What will it mean for the presence of Jesus to be compelling to you to leave everything behind? To be near him at every opportunity. Well, I made a decision to say, God, whatever it is you want me to do, and wherever it is you want me to be, I'll be there because you're already there. That's the decision I made. So I pray for all those and any that may have questioned my decisions. This isn't a rebuke against you. I just want you to know all I'm doing is following God. And I would also admonish all of you that are listening and all of you that are here. I'd say, follow me as I follow Christ, because that's according to Scripture. That is the word of God. Amen. If I was following something else, I'd tell you to run. Go another way. But with all my heart, with all my strength. God is in this God has continued to develop God has continued to bless so I want to encourage everybody standing on their feet hallelujah
1: standing on our
0: feet just the place of worship right now this is a prime time on this Palm Sunday that we would worship in spirit and in truth God we thank you you all things we thank you new for your ministry. and you, thank you for your work. All things new, and thank I you to be in your presence. will follow you yes. forward. Will you follow him today? Will you stand with him you today? Will you trust him? All things new and will you believe. You Make I believe this is the greatest hour of all.
1: That our belief
0: be intact. That we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ forward. is the Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords. And there you is none other.
1: And that we will submit
0: new and commit and you to follow him.
1: Or follow him
0: new wherever and he is. I will follow if I got to jump out the boat. To swim ashore. I'll do it. (laughs) You make all things new and you make all things new and I will follow you. If there's somebody here today that doesn't know Jesus, Christ is Lord and Savior. Today I want to you invite you to come may be a part of that. Things new and you if you're here today may and you said, you know what this Palm Sunday, I'm coming to be restored. I, I, wa- I want to walk on that path to get back to where I need to be. I, I want to pray with you. If that's you, if you're here, I, I want to pray with you for that restoration, may for that strength, for that courage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All is welcome. Remember, he can meet you right where you are. Uh, By the way, let me get everybody clear. I'm not the judge. And let me help you all. You not the judge. The great I am is the judge. The great I am welcomes us. The great I am receives you today. The great I am is in place. All he needs is somebody to act and move by faith. I thank my brother for coming. I'm going to pray with him in a minute, but I want to, is there somebody else that just need, want to be restored? Uh, You know, felt like, you know, I I just need a touch from God. I'm just saying, his presence is here. I'm not making this up. He's here. Don't know where you are. I'm not judging you. You All right. Glory to God. Thank you. New and thank you. Thank you. Is that you her little brother? Yeah. So this, I, I'm just to share with you. Oh, yes, you I want to come up. So I want to share how God can may. restore. You All was worried that he wasn't even going to be here. But look at him now. May. Look at God. Healthy and, and whole. I, I just want to encourage you. you I thank God for your strength. And you know what? The you tears are the tears of heart. And I, I cry a lot too. And let me share with you real men can cry. So, so don't don't fret that. Here's a time. God wants to receive you, you right where you are. I'm not here to judge where you've been, what you've done, where we are. I'm going to tell you all sins. All forward. of us. A, I was a sinner as well. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory you of God. I have to watch myself every day to keep that going back. But I'm not right going back because I don't have nothing to go back to. All God has delivered me out and, and God sent that to you today that he wasn't bringing you out today's a new day today's a new hour forward. you need to be in a place where people just receive you just for you you ain't got to change nothing all you just change is that I want God I want something different than all what I've already done he'll meet you right there I'm proof because I know where he met me at so I want to encourage you today is your day today God can meet you right, you right here and everything forward. this can be the journey of a new day, of a new life. You it starts right now. Say this with me. Say, so God, I thank you
1: for leading me here today
0: will to hear this message you about world. you. And today, I receive you, may the Lord Jesus Christ, as my you Savior. All things as my Savior and I, and I repent of my sins and I thank you for receiving me as I am for changing me to be who you call me to be thank you Lord thank you Lord that's it he said believe you in your heart and confess out of your mouth that's, that's where it starts because make this whole thing by faith is a belief in who he is and I'm a living we are all proof that God can change and, and we won't walk with you Pastor Rob, myself will be in communication with some of the other word. men will I because your issues is not any different than ours
1: make my story ain't Pastor Rob's story
0: but we both got one and it's not something we brag about, but we have one. But I can brag over. about my God because He changed my life. And I can encourage that He'll do it for you. We're gonna stand with you, man. Rob, give him a hug. We thank you. We thank you right now. I thank you, Father, for their grandparents. Father, I'm reminded of 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 uh, what's her name, Lois in the, um in the bible with purple she was timothy's grandmother and she stood for her family and timothy became a powerful man of god paul left him in ephesians and he became the pastor of that great town but that was but she was believing it started with the grandmother's faith and I just want to encourage you. So see, sometimes your faith, and not only just for you, you but it's for word. your sons and your sons' children. Yes. You, you, you see what I'm saying? It may we go down some generations and needs to continue on. And, and so I thank God because I remember, I remember us praying for KJ. I remember us praying for his life. I remember the concerns. But I'm watching forward. him. He no different than any other little boy. Because God is with them. And I thank God for this family. God, we declare and we pray over them right now. We ask, God, that the Spirit of God dwell in their house all the days of their life. I pray, God, today, God, that as we pray over them, God, there'll be a commitment in their heart and their mind. They remember this day. They remember their grandmother standing with them. They remember that you, God, met them right where they are. And so, God, we thank you for loving these little ones. We thank you for being their God. And we thank you God for ministering to their hearts, their minds, and their spirits. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. All right. So you need to say this when we say today. Say today I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. And because he did, I can be saved. And I am saved today because Jesus is my Lord. And he rose from the dead on my behalf. And I honor him today by giving my life back to him. Hallelujah. 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 Right there. Hallelujah. Look at, Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Look at little one making those decisions. And so you know what? I don't need to wait. I, I, got, I, I understand now and I believe now. Amen. And so I want to encourage y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On this Palm Sunday, we celebrate Jesus. I want y'all to get ready for revive, refresh, reconnect, and be restored. The reset has already occurred. The question is how you going to walk in it. Amen. So I want to show you how. I want to talk to you about what he's done, how he's done it, and I want you to take advantage of it because God, God left it for you and I. How many know favor isn't fair, but it's good? Y'all not hearing? Come on, who who doesn't want to? I mean, who doesn't want to walk in the favor of God? No, all right, nobody put their hand up. Everybody want to walk in the favor of God? Amen. And I want to declare that that's where. Uh, God is telling the church that we can be. But you got to want it. Amen. You got to desire it. And you can have it. Because, and I love, uh, so here in Isaiah, y'all remember he said uh, he going to spring forth and do a new thing. Right. I had been in spring for five years. And he said, I've been a delayed season. My season just kept happening and happening and happening. But I'm prepared to go into summer now. Glory to God. I'm going into the next one. Amen. There's movement occurring. I'm no longer stuck where I was. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. So I'm excited to be able to move on. We want to get ready for our tithes and offering. Amen. If you need an offering envelope, raise your hand. Usher is coming. Amen. She'll make sure you get it. Yeah. Come on. Get your tithe and offering envelope in there. And you're once you're done, you're going to wave it in the air. We the devil is we are this is how you defeat him too. Put your seed in the ground. Bless him with your blessings. This is your opportunity to participate. said, Casey you like to say something. Okay. As she's coming, go ahead and put your blessing in the basket. Come on, Sister Doreen. Come on. behind you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, listen, make sure you get your seed in the ground. This is important uh, in a season like this as well, that you have seed that God can bless and nurture. Amen. Also, I know that I think I saw Elder giving these out the the last little bit. uh, That I I only had a thousand. I gave out 500 myself. Um... But I need y'all to invite somebody to our service and to our church. And I, I want to say, um, what, what's your name, young man? Corey? Corey. Okay. Y'all know I, I don't have my hearing aids in. Uh, but, Tori, I just want to welcome you and thank you for stepping out by faith and trusting God. Amen. We, we appreciate you. Go ahead. What do you want to say? It's okay. So the reason why I'm so conflicted is because I just been my dream is music and I just signed a multi million dollar contract. Praise God. And let me share with you. But, Go ahead. So I know, I just feel like you know, I just don't understand why he's doing that Oh he, he got the answer. You're right. You're not worthy. None of us are. But when he chooses you, remember we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But because he chose you, you should respond based off of the deal that he gave you. Each of our lives are there, but the truth of the matter is we're not worthy. But he chose you because you mean something to him. Now his question is, what are you going to do with it to honor him? Are you going to honor you and just about what you could do to feed you and your body? Or can you do something to make a difference in his world? And that's why he chose you. If you want to do that, he needs to know, if I put it in your hands, will you do it? Or will you fall prey, like many others, to say they was and do something else? We're praying for you. Stretch your hand towards him right now. Father, we thank you. Lord, as you have allowed him to sign a great contract. God, I'm asking that you will give him the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of you in his mind, God, in his heart, to do what's right. As you have opened a door and an opportunity on his behalf, God, I'm asking you to guide his hand, guide his mind. And God, you know that there are going to be many that will speak into his ear conflicting stories. But I pray, God, that he's not settled in his heart who he is, and who he's going to be on your behalf. And God, I'm asking you to continue to speak and be with him all of his days. No matter where he is, God, that you would speak into his life a word for today, a word for the hour, a word for the moment, that it will continue to keep him alive. But more than that, be a blessing in the kingdom. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you a quick story. Y'all need to hear this because God has opened his door. So there was a guy named Abraham. He blessed Abraham, but he told Abraham, you're going to be a blessing, but, and you're going to be a blesser. In other words, you're going to be able to bless people, but people are going to bless you, and you're going to be able to get blessed, but with your blessing, you're going to be a blesser. <laughs> Abraham did that. He helped many people, and because he did today, we are the children of Abraham by faith. So many people's lives he's touched when he didn't even get to meet me. But because of what he did, I am one of his. That's what we need from you. Follow the leading of the Lord. And if you're in your heart, you want to do right and do good, do it. There are going to be others to tell you, do this with your money. Do.